When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good evening, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I am your host, as always, Tony Defio, as well. And before I continue, as always, I'd like to ask you to please like and subscribe to our Behind the Store Curtain YouTube channel, where we bring you live shows each and every day, including this show, The Steelers Hangover with Brian Anthony Davis and Shannon White. You saw that, you can see that every Monday. The Scobro Show with Dave Schofield and Rich, his brother Rich. That's every Tuesday. The Curtain Called uh, during the offseason. That's with uh, Jeffrey Benedict and Shannon White. And they almost always have an excellent guest. Uh, a Steelers preview with, with Jeff Hartman, Dave, and Brian on Thursday. Touchdown Under at 5 o'clock every Friday with Maddie Peverall and Mark Davidson. We run to North with with uh what's his name uh tate boys i always forget his name tate boys um we do post game stuff every time there's there's breaking news that they break in with a live podcast so you could you could check uh, all that out each and every week on behind the show curtains youtube channel and we also have a live facebook side of it so you can check us out on the facebook side uh so if you're watching this uh Hello, and and please be nice, as I always say. Those comments on Facebook are are so uh, uh, they're a little bit meaner than than other places, but not much meaner. Anyway, 
And of course, you can check out all of our live shows after the fact on any audio platform of your choosing. And again, you can catch them anywhere. You can catch it on iHeartRadio, uh, uh, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it. And of course, we have a whole family of audio-only shows. We record them, and then you get to hear them whenever you want. And that includes Let's Ride with Jeff Hartman, The Live Mic with Michael Beck, The Stat Geek with Dave Schofield, From the Cutting Room Floor with Jeffrey Benedict, The War Room with Maddie Peverall, What You're Talking About with Kyle and Chris, and, and I think Chris. Oh, he has No, Chris does the one-half-hour power hour. There you go. So please check all those out. And of course, check out the editorial side where we bring you news, commentary, film breakdown. All the Steelers news you're ever going to need is right there in one little spot. It's your one-stop shop for all your Steelers needs. And let's see who we have in live at. Steeler Chick 46, who was the first one in. She says, hi, Steelers fam. Jared Devil, who just missed out. Jorge Rico is with us. George Teston. And Jorge says it's 96 degrees in El Paso, Texas. So there you go. Steeler Nation is, is worldwide. It's nationwide. It's worldwide. It's everywhere. And George Teston says, and I appreciate this. He says, Tony, if you didn't see yesterday's show, happy big five. Oh, yes. That's really a surreal number. But I guess there's only one way to avoid turning 50. So I guess... uh. I shouldn't feel too depressed about it, but yeah, it was, it was a great birthday on, on Thursday and, and, uh, you know, it gives you time to reflect and, and get excited about what the future brings. Even at 50 kids, you can, you can still be excited about the future at the age of 50. So thank you, George. Still chick with me, says happy belated birthday. South, South side doc, Allie Howard. I haven't seen Allie Howard in a while. Um, Brian Brown. Uh, regular every week and that's it for now so i'm glad you guys could be with me on this friday as the title suggests we're going to talk about the, the schedule release on on thursday the nfl you know makes a big to do out of the, the schedule reveal every year and and i don't blame them because it seems to be a very popular thing people are starting to look forward to that almost as as much as they do the draft, it's really a uh, incredible phenomenon. The NFL, as we joke about all the time, it, it kind of owns everything now. Every holiday, every month of the year, uh, it just overshadows everything. <laughs> and the schedule reveal is the greatest example of that because you can just go online and, and uh, get it after the fact. But people, people, people anticipate it, and I get it. You know, they want to plan their their uh, vacations and their trips during the season, whether it's in Pittsburgh or on the road, you know, they got to, they got to, you know, it's a big deal to, to travel. It doesn't, you can't just do that, especially if, if you're traveling to see a game and there's a lot involved. That. So I get why people get excited about that. And I thought it was an interesting schedule. I mean, it's, it's kind of fascinating. I mean, they, they, they have no games outside of the Eastern time zone, which, which is you know good for them as far as travel and good for the fans too who have to who have to travel and and you know some people are, are if you're if you're over in uh, in in you know a different uh, country I mean you know these time zones uh, that means so much more to you than it does to the, even somebody living in California trying to come over to Pittsburgh it's a big deal so 
for them to be in the same time zone all year round, it's it's a, it's a probably a good thing for for everybody involved. And you know, it's one of those perfect storm kind of things. Uh, you know, when you have their their AFC divisional partners this year are the meaning the AFC North is the AFC East. So you have New England, you have the Jets, you have Miami and Buffalo. So that that works out perfectly. And um, you know, the, the Eagles are the, that extra, that 17th game, if you will, even though it's not played, it's not played last, it's the, the extra game. So the Eagles are that, uh, game this year and they're playing the NFC South. They're matched with the, the, the AFC North is matched with the, with the AFC South or the NFC South. So, you know, you have the Buccaneers coming to town. Uh, they go to Atlanta, um, New Orleans comes here and then they go to Carolina. So, the Raiders come here. Uh, that's part of their, I think, what was it, second place schedule, I guess, or is it the third place schedule? I think, yeah, they have a second place schedule because I don't think the the Ravens make the playoffs. <laughs> I shouldn't know. No, they didn't make the playoffs. Neither did the the, the the Browns. So yeah, so yeah, they have a second place schedule. So so they play. Um, the Raiders come here and they go and play in Indianapolis. So you know, it's a it's a pretty interesting schedule, and they have the least amount of travel miles uh, as per i think it was adam schefter who first reported that uh 6442 miles so that's that's pretty interesting <laughs> you know it's those little things that you, you know if, if you're looking to get an edge as a, as an nfl team you never know what what uh little things can can help you and, and that might be something that helps them uh they have 11 one o'clock games which i love i love the one o'clock kickoffs to me it's just it's just tradition i just reminds me of being a kid especially early in the year i love the one o'clock games early in the year there's just something about uh sitting in front of the tv at 1 p.m on a sunday uh maybe have the windows open and there's that early it's not quite fall yet but it's getting close to fall and you have that that cool breeze that 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 smell of fall you know what i mean it's like it's like you know freshly uh, cut grass and, and leaves. And it's just, I just love 1 PM games. So you have 11 of those. And uh, of course, no surprise to anybody. They have five primetime games, the maximum. I don't think anybody should, you know, should be surprised by that. I was talking to my brother, um, last night on the way to my bowling match. And he was like, Oh, there's not, they're not gonna have five games. Like, don't you know anything about the NFL and their ratings and what teams, uh, all the most ratings and of course the Steelers are right up there with you know a few other teams I mean they're one of the marquee teams so naturally they're coming off of another playoff year they have a, a potentially have a rookie quarterback starting uh in week one I'm sure he's going to start at some point but maybe by week one in Kenny Pickett so that's that's a that's a big you know a marquee franchise with a new quarterback uh for the first time in 19 years after Ben Roethlisberger's uh, career is over, that's, that's going to be a big draw, you know? So, uh, and, and then they have one game uh, in week 18, the final game that's still to be determined as far as uh, what time they play the Browns at home. So uh, that's going to be one of those deals where the NFL is going to want to know where everybody stands as far as uh, the postseason picture. So if it's an important game, it might get moved to 425. It might get moved to a, a primetime game. Who knows? But uh, uh, obviously it's it's going to be a tough 
a tough uh, start to the year. I mean, if you if you've read the schedule, you know that it's going to be tough. You know, they open up at Cincinnati, the defending AFC champs. Joe Burrow, you could potentially have have uh, Kenny Pickett versus Joe Burrow, but at the very least, you're probably going to have Mitch Trubisky against Joe Burrow. So that's going to be a a uh, a tall task. Uh, of course, you have the the Pats to open up the home slate a week later, and of course, a few. I'm sure this is not going to go over well, uh, especially if they don't get off to a, a a good start. A few days later, they play the Browns at Cleveland on Thursday night football, and then they have the Jets at home, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's a tough first uh, half of the year because then you have you have the the Bills on the road, the Bucks at home. The Dolphins on the road, and I don't think they're going to be a bargain. Same with the Eagles on the road. And as Brian pointed out the other day on, on the hangover, they haven't, they haven't defeated the Eagles in Philadelphia since the 60s, which I just find to be totally amazing. If you if you, if you think about some of the great teams they've had since the 60s, of course, the 70s and the 90s teams were, were great. And, of course, they've, they had a great uh, run under Ben and with Cowher and Tomlin. So for them to go this long without winning in Philadelphia is amazing. And then, of course, the bye comes uh, right in the smack dab in the middle, which I think is fair, uh, uh, November the 6th. I think it, it's probably ideal for it to be later, but everybody can't have a bye late in the year. So I think this is better than, than has been in the past. Um, usually it's like mid-October or so when they have the buy. So it's a little later this year. So I think that that'll be, that'll be good. So um, as far as like a win loss thing, I, you know, I, I know a lot of people do that and I, I, I don't blame them at all. You know, I hear people on the radio, the uh, quote unquote, true professionals mocking people, even other quote unquote, true professionals mocking them for, for doing um, win loss predictions, but it's a fun thing. It's a fun exercise and you only do it once you're, one or two days out of the year, unlike mock drafts, which go on forever. So I don't, I don't blame people for, for, for doing us thing right after the, the schedule comes out because it, it's, again, it's fun. Um, I still think this team is going to be anywhere between a seven and 10 or 11 win team. It has that potential Ma- mainly based on the defense. If the defense comes back uh, to where it was, in 2019 and 2020 up until all the injuries affected at the the end of the year. If it could be that kind of defense again, if it could be the kind of defense that you saw last year in week one against the bills, which I think that was the best game I played all year on defense uh, before all the injuries started happening with a Lou, and, and uh, you know, a couple other people were missing games uh, every week. It seemed for, for a while there and it really affected the defense. And of course to it, you know, Lou were out the the entire year after week two. So, uh, if it could stay relatively healthy and 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 that front seven um, can be the front seven it's been since 2016, late 2016, and really get after the quarterback, and of course do a heck of a lot better job at stopping the run. And the secondary, at least on paper, looks pretty solid. So, if they can get through the you know this. Uh, um, through the season unscathed, I think they can win anywhere between seven and 11. I think they have that kind of roster. Now, if they really get fantastic quarterback play, whether it's from Trubisky or, or Pickett or who knows Mason Rudolph, then that could be a big, <laughs> that could be a big wild card, a big X factor 
for how they finish. But right now, I look for them to be anywhere between seven and eleven wins. As far as predicting win loss, win loss, I don't know. I mean, it looks like the the first eight games are going to be rough. The first eight games before the bye. I mean, you have what the Bengals are a playoff team. Uh, the Bills, of course, are favored to go to the Super Bowl. I think the Buccaneers are the Buccaneers with Tom Brady uh, and the Eagles. So, I mean, that's that's going to be a, a, a tough first eight games, I think. You know, when you throw in the fact that that the Browns, they're going to be playing them on the road on a short week. You have the Dolphins on the road on Sunday night football. So it's going to be it's going to be tough. And um, but if they can get through that those first eight games, four and four, somewhere in there, then that might you know bode well for the second half when you have you know the Saints at home and they're going to be de- dealing with uh, you know they're they're not uh, the team that they used to be. Uh, the Falcons on the road. The Falcons aren't aren't really that great anymore. They're going through a transition. Panthers aren't that great right now. So, I don't know. It, it's it's going to be. It looks like a middle of the pack schedule, but uh, they look like a, again a seven to eleven win team. So they're not really a, a at this point a, a serious contender. So a middle of the pack kind of schedule as far as uh, winning percentage. I think their winning percentage is is five twelve point five twelve teams that they're playing. So that's slightly above five hundred. So it's not a daunting. Uh, schedule by any means, but the beginning of it is pretty rough. So, but what fascinates me about about schedules is not necessarily wh- how I think they're going to do win loss wise. It's just the individual stories. You know, that's really what fascinates me. And you know, opening up at Cincinnati, and by the way, it's the eighth year in a row that they're going to be opening up on the road, which doesn't really bother me, but it seems to be a a thorn in the side, or is that the right word? It seems to irritate a lot of people that they're opening up on the road again. And I mean, whatever, it all evens out in the end, you know, it, it, I don't think there's really any disadvantage to opening up on the road other than the team you might be, might be playing. And, and, you know, they, they've gotten lucky in, in a lot of cases, the giants a couple of years ago, Washington a, a few years before that, but the last couple of years, it's, it's been pretty rough. You know, you, you had the bills last year, which they, they prevailed. I think that might have been their best win of the year, actually. Of course, and now this year they have the AFC champs. But that's a great story uh, because, you know, the Bengals, it's, it's you know, are they for real? I mean, I think they're for real as far as being a good team. But it's a fascinating thing um, what happens to the teams that lose Super Bowls. They kind of regress the following year. It's, it's almost like it's, it's better to lose the way the Bills lost last year in a heartbreaking fashion in the divisional round than it is to losing the Super Bowl because it seems like you take a step back the next year. Now there's a lot that goes into into that. I mean if you're if you're obviously if you make it to the Super Bowl, there's a pretty good chance that you finish in first place in your division, which the the Bengals did. They won the AFC North. So they're they're gonna be playing a first place schedule. So that's gonna be a, a bit rougher for them on paper anyway, as of right now. Um and I think there's also the 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 it, it takes a toll on you when you know getting that far and going on that kind of of a run and then coming up short. I mean that, that takes a toll, you know. And to have to muster up the uh 
the the strength and and and, and the emotions and and you know get all the luck that you need to to get uh and of course you have to you have to stay healthy you know so, so to get back there a second year in a row that's why it's i think it has a lot to do with it but anyway the the, the bengals are are now seen as uh perhaps the class of the afc north uh with the with the franchise quarterback and joe burrow and and a lot of great weapons on offense they have a pretty good defense but the steelers have been their longtime tormentors uh, up until recently the last three games it's been the complete opposite the bengals have been have dominated pittsburgh um but certainly uh over the past uh two or three decades the, the steelers have been the the big brother that the Bengals could never really quite uh, get by. You know, they could never quite win the, the the big game against them, and they really uh, haven't recently. I mean, they've they've beaten beaten them up in, in their last three games, but none of them were uh, games that cost Pittsburgh anything, or or, or something was on the line for both teams, you know, like a playoff spot or or a playoff game. So, you know. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Bengals respond and how they come out. Are they going to come out and are they going to just, just pound the Steelers into the, into submission like they have the last three meetings or could Pittsburgh possibly go in there and steal a game and maybe uh, put the Bengals back on their heels uh, out of the gate, you know, and, and have them start questioning themselves as an organization again. Yeah, we got, we got to the Super Bowl last year. We look good on paper. But people have been calling us to bungles for a reason. So, you know, are we going to take a step back this year? Are we for real? Um, did we do enough in the offseason to, to add on to that AFC championship last year? Or, you know, what's going to happen? So, you know, uh, that's going to be fascinating. And, of course, anytime you put Bill Belichick up against a rookie quarterback, potentially, um, that's always fascinating and, and, and opening up at home against the Patriots, even though they're not the Patriots that they used to be. They're not a, uh, the, the juggernaut they were with Tom Brady, but they're still the Patriots and there's still a, bit, a little bit of a, I think a, a fear and Steeler nation of them. I know I'm always going to be leery of them until, until, uh, <laughs> You know the the Belichick era is 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 uh, past probably. That's just how much he you know they've dominated Pittsburgh under his uh, under his on his on his watch. So, but you have uh, you know another early road game against the Bills. That's 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 a fascinating matchup because you know if Pittsburgh gets off to a a, a surprisingly fast start, say they win, say they split the first two games. Uh, beat the Browns in, in Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. When, if he's even playing, he might be suspended. But say they, they beat the Browns, and of course, if they beat the Jets, all of a sudden they're, they're what? What's that? Three and one, uh, going on the road to play a legitimate Super Bowl contender, a complete team in the Buffalo Bills. How would they respond to that? And then, you know, what if it's, uh, you know, the following week, you got Tom Brady, the great Tom Brady, going up against. Uh, a rookie quarterback and Kenny Pickett. So potentially anyway, so those, those are the kind of things that, that fascinate me. And, and the fact that they have the, they had the Ravens twice over the pat over the last five or six weeks. Um, and of course the, the, the 
what I think is going to be a lot of fun, especially if, if both teams are good, is that December 24th, the Christmas Eve game at Heinz Field to uh, commemorate the 50th year anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Um, that, that's going to be a, a week-long, you know, just trip down memory lane. For I mean, not for me, because I was – I might be old, but I'm not old enough to remember that play. I was in a crib in December of 1972 on December 23rd. Uh, but for a lot of people, it's it, it's it marks the beginning of the Steelers' um, ascension from a sad sack franchise to a a marquee franchise, the NFL royalty, and, and it all started uh, with the immaculate reception, and and um, it was their first playoff victory in in the history in their in their history, and. Um, it's the most improbable play in the history of the league, in my opinion. I mean, it's, it's, there really hasn't been an, another play like that since. I mean, that's just how fluky and, and improbable it was. And it's, it's always been a controversial play and which I can never really figure out because it was such a bang, bang play and, 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 uh, why the Raiders are so certain that the call should have went their way when nobody could really accurately, uh, uh, could come to an accurate conclusion about that play. You could watch that that play a million times from a million different angles, and we have over the, over the last fifty years, and yet you can't really come to a conclusion. So I don't know why the Raiders have always been so so uh, bitter about that play, but it's 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 been a bone of contention with their organization since it happened. Even though they've had a lot of success, or at least they did up through the early two thousands. Uh, despite that play, but you know, it's the Raiders. What are you going to do? That's how they've always been, but it's going to be fun. And I'm looking forward to, to that. But um, it's pretty much all I have to say about the regular season schedule, but there was one, one little thing I didn't really quite pay attention to on Thursday because I was out celebrating my birthday and didn't really see the schedule reveal as it happened. I kind of caught up after the fact, which I think it's a way to, it might be the way to go, but a lot of people don't agree, but that's what I did. I caught up after the fact, and I was surprised to discover that they will not be playing the Panthers in that final preseason game. Uh, and it's the first time that that's not going to happen since 2003, from what I've uh, read. And it kind of makes me sad for some real strange reason. I don't know why, but I've gotten so used to that final, meaningless, boring preseason game. Uh, between the Panthers and the Steelers, it's, it's become a tradition. You know, it's like, it's, it's almost like uh, how, you know, if you're a Pitt or a Penn State fan, you would look forward to the uh, that final game between the two teams every year, even though it was, the stakes were much, much higher than a meaningless preseason game. But, you know, it's like you, you don't have many traditions in sports anymore. It, it doesn't uh, seem like anyway. So not that it was really a tradition, because it really wasn't. It was nothing official, but it just, it was probably the longest running um, tradition I've ever seen in a preseason uh, matchup, though. So that's it. it, it was. It, I'm, I'm kind of sad to see it go. I don't. I don't know why. I mean, uh, people were online on Twitter talking about. Well, they they cut preseason the, the three games from four. That's why. Well, okay, they did that, but uh, why couldn't you just schedule the Panthers as one of your three preseason? matchups i don't know it seemed like they 
the two organizations have a pretty decent relationship. David Tepper is from Pittsburgh. He, he once held a minority share in the team and now he owns the Panthers. So I'm sure that, 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 you know, there's, there's goodwill between the two organizations. I don't know why they decided not to, not to uh, play each other this year, although they are going to play in, in a regular season. So I guess there's that, but I'll miss that Panthers matchup and hopefully it comes back soon. So, Believe it or not, that's pretty much all I have to say about Steelers news this week. There really wasn't much pressing news other than the schedule reveal. Um, a rookie camp opened up on Friday. I didn't really hear any any major news out of out of uh, that event. It's going to go on all weekend, of course. Uh, usually, after a day or two, you start to hear stories about so and so looking confident and picking up things quickly, even though they're mostly just run-throughs and so-and-so having the deer in the headlight look. So I'm sure you're going to, you're going to be um, reading and hear, hearing about those kind of stories as the days progress. But, you know, I mean, it's, you know, rookie camp. I mean, it's just really about, about getting them acclimated. It's kind of like an orientation. That's how I would view it. You know, I don't know if they, if they view it that way, but, that's what it seems like to me. I mean, you, you bring all these people in, you, you introduce them to the coaches, you show them around the facilities, and then you, you put them through some run throughs. Uh, maybe give, you know, obviously you give them the playbooks. I'm sure they already had the playbooks after they were drafted, but you go over to playbooks with them, you get them used to your terminology, all those other things. Uh, I'm sure it's Mike Tomlin always says he doesn't really um, take anything from, rookie camp or or OTAs or or mini camp. He doesn't really start evaluating them until training camp. So um I don't know. I, I don't know if it's if it's it's if there's anything major to take out of something like a rookie camp other than you know it, it's fun to see who's picking things up quickly and who isn't. But just because that's happening doesn't mean it's gonna stay that way. I mean it's you know, I, I've been new at jobs and I totally struggled when I first started and I, I was the, the slowest one or the, or whatever. And, and, you know, by the time I figured things out, I was faster than everybody, right? I, I did my job better than everybody. So, you know, you're going to have people that, that come in and, and, and uh, are confident right away. And other people who are maybe, you know, a little, uh, backward or maybe, you know, a little nervous and, and, and that is reflected in, in how they perform in something like this. So I, I don't really read too much into it. It's really what, what happens in training camp. That's, that's what I start really getting, paying attention and, and seeing uh, what these rookies are made of. And, you know, last year at, during training camp is when Dan Moore came on. I mean, he was one of the the uh, stories of training camp and he won the, the LF tackle job and, and he stayed there all year. So, you know, I don't think anybody was talking about Dan Moore during rookie camp or OTAs or mini camp or anything, but during training camp, that's when he, he um, really got on everybody's radar as a fourth round pick. So, but other than that, that's all I have to say tonight. And I think I'll take some, uh, some questions around out the show. And, and case in point, Allie Howard says, can't wait for some video coverage of the camps. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to see a whole lot of that with the uh, rookie camps. Um, 
but I mean, you'll, you'll get some stories, no doubt. You're going to, you're going to get some stories from the uh, people covering. And, and I think it's the first time now since the pandemic that maybe reporters are going to be there in person. I think I don't, I'm not sure. Were they there in person last year? I can't remember, but certainly this year they're going to be. So uh, maybe we'll get some more one-on-one contact with these guys and, and we can, we can kind of see their personalities and, and that'll be pretty cool. Ryan O'Toole joins us. Kathy Ford joins us. And Allie Howard says 17-0, just like every year. That's that's his prediction. Okay, well, I, I hope you're right. That'd be great, wouldn't it? T- talk about uh, commemorating a 50-year anniversary when the uh, Dolphins went undefeated in 1972. If the Steelers can do that, um, that would uh, that would certainly be a, a, a fitting way to celebrate that. I'm, I'm sure the Dolphins wouldn't agree, but... <laughs> It'd certainly be fun if you're a Steeler fan. And Mark Tobin says, so grateful that the Steelers aren't playing the Panthers anymore in the preseason, I assume. I don't know why. That's to me, to me, it's doesn't really matter doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but but Mark is happy they're not playing them. So that's one vote for him and one vote for me. Or one pro Panther, one anti Panther. Brian Brown asks, has anyone actually seen Matt Canada's so-called genius offense with jet sweeps and mobile quarterbacks? Not really. I mean, we saw a little bit of it in 20, early in 2020, the jet sweeps and, and the motion, but um, not as much as you're going to see moving forward with a more mobile quarterback. You know, when, when Ben was under center or behind center in 2021, I mean, he was, he was, basically nowhere near the mobile athlete he was in his prime. So it was hard to gauge Canada's offense then in, in that regard. And of course it's um, it was hard for Canada to implement the, f- the full playbook. I mean, you, 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 everybody knows that it was kind of like a marriage of Canada's philosophy and, and Ben's what he was used to his philosophy. And, and that's kind of, he had a blend of, of Canada and sort of the the uh, Bruce Arians, uh, you know, Todd Haley, um, Randy Fickner offense that Ben was used to, and then you had Canada's influence, and that's what you had the last couple of years. Well, this year it's it's it's, it's going to be all Matt Canada, so and he's going to have mobile quarterbacks to uh, to implement it. Even even Mason Rudolph, if he somehow wins the job, he's way more mobile than Ben was in his later years. So. No, we haven't really seen it, but but um, we're going we're going to this year. Yeah, Donovan Carrier says I find it odd that Steelers aren't playing the Panthers this preseason. Maybe it's maybe there was a uh, falling out between the two organ. Who knows? Maybe a disagreement between the two organizations. I don't know. I doubt that. It, it was probably just a a, a scheduling. Uh, thing they couldn't overcome logistically for one reason or another who knows i mean you know uh, maybe maybe high you know there's heinz field or whatever maybe there was scheduling conflicts who knows south side docs asks how much longer do you think tomlin will realistically realistically coach do you think his coaching style is, is as adaptable as belichick's well i think it's I mean, I'm not sure if, if Belichick is as adaptable as people think he is. Um, 
but Tomlin has adapted over the years. I mean, you know, within the last 10 years, he's gone from the Dick LeBeau defense um, to more of his the defense that he's familiar with. I mean, they've, they've gone from, uh, uh, you know, like a Bruce Arians style offense. Um, and then they brought in Todd Haley and, and that they, they, they changed the offense drastically under him. And, and now they're going to try to change it more under Matt Canada. Um, he's adapting to the, to the fact that, you need a mobile quarterback in today's NFL, people who can run the RPO kind of offense, that kind of thing. So, I mean, he, I think he's already shown a lot of uh, abilities to adapt. Um, and how long do I think he's going to coach? He was on the Rich Eisen show right after the draft, and he seemed pretty pretty uh, positive that he was going to coach uh, a lot longer than, than – uh, and Bill Cower, I mean, he's pretty much right where Bill Cower was uh, when he retired or resigned, um, what, 15 years. So I can see him um, threatening the um, the tenure of Chuck Knoll, who coached 23 years, the longest tenured coach in team history. I can see him surpassing that. You know, I mean, uh, again, you know, it, a, lot, a lot of it's going to be predicated on what happens to quarterback because if they hit on an, uh, another quarterback soon after Ben, um, then, you know, you're going to have a, a, a contender for the next however many years. So, you know, uh, why would you get rid of Tomlin if you're contending? So, you know, if they hit on, on, on uh, Mason, I'm not sorry, on Kenny Pickett um, right out of the gate after, Ben retires, then, you know, that's probably going to add years to Tomlin's career. Uh, he's already he's said many times that he's a football junkie. I mean, he seems to really love football. I mean, just really love the sport, you know? So if you're ever wondering, you know, if, if, if he doesn't get his team prepared, I doubt that's the case that he has a hard time getting his team prepared because he seems to really enjoy the process of, of studying film and learning about these players. I mean, you know, going on the road and scouting and, and, and interacting with these guys. So he seems to really love the game and he seems to have a, 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 a still have a, a lot of energy for it. You know, he just turned 52, you know, 50 as well a couple months ago. So he's still a relatively young coach. Uh, so, and he, he's, he, you know, he, he doesn't seem burned out. So, I, I can see him coaching another decade here, you know, and I know that you might say, Oh, I don't want him coaching another decade. Well, I mean, if they have success and win more championships, then, you know, that changes everything. So it's, you know, that's all I have to say about that. And Brian Brown says the Steelers need to go back to the LeBeau defense. They were number one. Well, I mean, it, it it's not that simple. I mean, it's the, 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 the league has changed a lot over the last 10 years. Basically the league caught up to the three, four defense that zone blitz defense. And that's, you know, things have changed. There's no, you know, like three, four, four, three, there's so much hybrid. There's so much variety uh, with defenses. Now, you know, that's why you see these uh, teams drafting these players that 
with a lot of uh, position flexibility. You know, they, you know, they could play dime linebacker. They could play safety um, inside linebacker outside. Like they could play different places along the defensive line. So it's not like it, it used to be, you know, defenses for the most part are, are, are um, not necessarily lighter, but they're, they're quicker. They're, they're, they're better athletes than they were 10 years ago. Uh, so, you know, I, I, and, and like the nose tackle that is very important for the three, four defense that, that, uh, that the guy that's, it clogs up the middle, uh, takes up blockers. Those cut, those kind of nose tackles are, are, are really not around anymore. You know, like, you know, so it's hard to say, bring back the three, four. I I just think, you know, you have to, you have to, uh, you know, basically adapt to the times. And and somebody asked earlier, is Mike Tomlin an adaptable coach? Well, obviously he's, he's adapted um, in that regard over the last decade or so. So yeah, um, he is adaptable. Brian O'Toole asks, Tony, any thoughts on them playing Christmas Eve? Or did you already mention that? I hate it. Uh, I mean, it doesn't bother me. You know, I mean, they're the Steelers. They're going to get these games. There's, you know, there's, there's a price to be paid for being a popular team with a, a fan base that's international, you know, that everybody wants to see. And I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's what, what are you doing on the holidays anyway? You're spending time with your family and, and you're often gathered around the TV watching something. So, you know, if, if you have a family full of Steeler fans, you can gather around the TV and watch a game on Christmas Eve. Um, I, I, it doesn't bother me, you know, uh, and then they play on New Year's. But what are you doing on New Year's anyway about watching football, uh, college football? But now you get to watch some NFL action. So it, it, it's fine, you know. Um, but I, I, again, to repeat, I'm, I'm more excited about the 11 1 o'clock games. I, I just love 1 o'clock games. Brian Brown does the opposite. See, I mean, this, you know, we have a, a, uh, a diverse fan base. Brian hates the uh, idea of Christmas Eve, and Brian Brown loves it. Best gift I'll ever receive, he says. Well, there you go. That's even better than a Porsche. I mean, to me, that'd be a much better gift, but, but you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe you already have a Porsche. I, I, I don't know. Rhino Tool says, I don't see my girlfriend being happy with me skipping her family thing to stay home and watch the Christmas Eve game. He's very emphatic about that. Well, Ryan, I mean, you know, you got to pick your battles. You got to pick your battles, Ryan. You know, Steeler game or, or or relationship bliss. What's what's more important? You know, uh, you can always um, you can always uh, can you still tape games? I don't know. You can you can always watch the game after the fact. You know, I mean, sometimes you just have to have to have to have to uh, you know lose one battle now so you can win a more important battle later, right? What if they make the playoffs and 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 your uh, your girlfriend wants to do something uh, on that day, and you say, "Honey, it's the playoffs." But if you already get the, if you stay home to to, to watch the uh, the, the uh, 
Christmas Eve game, then she's going to hold it against you if you want to do that again during the playoffs. So I'd, I'd say, hey, hey, uh, whatever you need, honey, that's what I would do. But don't take my advice. I'm a, I'm a 50-year-old bachelor, so what do I know? Southside Docker, some relationship advice. And they say you can listen to the audio feed on your phone. But I think I think Ryan wants that man cave experience. He wants to sit there and, and absorb it all. And I get it, you know. You know, there, there are only 17 games a year. So yeah. You, you hate the thought of missing just one, but I mean it's Christmas. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Clinton nicely says. Steelers games are more important. Yeah, well, I'm sure a lot of people would agree with you, Clinton, including Ryan. <laughs> All right. What else we have here? John Boutte. I think it's how you say the name. Oops, I, I missed the, uh, there we go. And, and, and they join, that's a new, a new one. Welcome to the show, John. With the receiver price, do you see the Steelers not signing Johnson? I can see it, of course. I could definitely see them not doing it. Um, but as far as that price is concerned, I said this a few weeks ago. They're going to have to pay one of their receivers that kind of money eventually if they want to keep somebody really good. And you can debate Deontay Johnson's merits as being a really good receiver or not. Um, he certainly had a productive year last year. He made his first Pro Bowl. Um, you know, when you, when you have a – you bring in a couple of uh, – really promising rookies and George Pickens and, and Calvin Austin, the third, if they, if they develop into really good young receivers and if Chase Claypool um, reaches his potential that a lot of people think he, he, he has yet to reach, well, that's three really good receivers. You can afford to walk away from a Deontay Johnson, but again, you're going to have to pay these guys eventually. And, and, you know, as we all know, they've only given two, second contracts to two receivers or they only get that's, that was horrible grammar. They've only given a second contract to two receivers in the free agency era. And that's Heinz Ward and Antonio Brown, two all-time greats. So uh, it might be something where they might have to change times again and, and start giving more money to receivers who aren't all-time greats. It, it, it just has to be really good for their era. So we'll see how that Johnson thing un unfolds. Southside Doc says, the sooner you pay them, the cheaper it will, will be, it will become as percentage of cap space. Well, yeah. And, 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 you know, today's expensive contract might be tomorrow's bargain. I mean, we see this all the time. You know, they, they signed Antonio Brown to his last big contract, I think in 2016 or 2017. And, you know, by 2018, he was already disgruntled over his, contract i mean he was the best receiver in the world but you know he didn't want to honor the contract as far as he didn't want to, he didn't want to be the second third or fourth best or, or highest paid receiver so that was one of the reasons why that relationship failed but to your point uh you know the the, the salaries continue to go up each and every year so you know if you, if you if johnson turns into a real gem over the next few years, but you have them locked into a, 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 a deal now, well, he might seem like a bargain by 2025, 2026. You, you never know. So 
All right. And and Ryan makes a, a good point. I've had plenty of relationships, and uh, they've all ended so far. And he says, the Steelers will never leave and take half your Keflon. I think that's what it says. I don't know what that word is. It's not. Oh, Keflon cookware said. I'm not that fancy. But I get it, Ryan. Yeah, you're, you're right. The Steelers are the one constant relationship in all of our lives, whereas romantic ones come and go often. So, hey, you have a real you have a real uh, decision to make there, Ryan. But you have you have you have seven months to go, so you, you can you can plan maybe maybe uh butter your girlfriend up, maybe do some nice things for her before before the 24th of December. Maybe fake a fake an illness, you know, start coughing and and uh, who knows. And on that note, I think I'm going to call it a night. It was a fun show. And I was had a great time talking to everybody out there. And uh, I hope you all have a great weekend. And until I see you on Monday with Brian and Shannon on The Hangover, as always, go Steelers. And one more thing, it's an inside uh, uh, joke. Not joke, but an inside comment. Great job, Ava Thompson. She'll know what that means. All right, you guys take care. Stop and check out. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.